Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group, which is the San Jose Mercury and East Bay Times. And I've published and edited the website, theweeklydriver.com, since 2004. My co-host and friend is Bruce Aldrich. And I would say, without reservation, one of the favorite weeks of the year is Monterey Auto Week coming up in August. And we've had Barry Tepke on as a uh, guest before, and uh, he's helped me in very uh, many situations through the years covering events. But I noticed that I got three or four different things in the mail, and there's always something going on at WeatherTech uh, Laguna Seca Raceway. So, Barry, thanks for being back on our podcast. We have a lot of bases to cover. So thanks for uh, the late notice today to be our guest. Oh, my pleasure. It's always a good time. Yeah, Barry. Uh, let's let's uh, take us through. I noticed that uh, um, the first thing that came to mind was this uh, new event, uh, and could you explain exactly what it is? It's going to be called the Corkscrew, I, I believe, Hill Climb. And what is that all about, and how did that come about? <laughs> well, it's kind of a, you know, for, for years we have run the Rolex reunion Thursday through Sunday, and uh, we do the pre-reunion the previous weekend of Saturday and Sunday, leaving Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, a you know, load-in day or a dark days, uh, so to speak. And you know, there's been a push the past several years in particular to tighten that up a little bit and also not compete uh, head-on directly with the Pebble Beach concourse. And, you know, some of our drivers like to go to Pebble Beach, have cars that they show at Pebble Beach. So it was kind of a, a whirlwind tour of how can we make everyone's lives a little bit more convenient and easier. So we, we tightened it up. So we're going to be racing on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, you know, and the participants really enjoy that. They like it. Saturday's always been tri- typically our largest day and will continue to be our largest day. But then the question is, <clears throat> what do we do on Sunday? You know, we, we have the track surface. We have uh, automakers who are in town. A lot of the participants are staying. So that got to the discussion of let's have a party in the paddock for their for the entrance, open it up, make it a low cost day for for the community to really come in who who may not go to Pebble Beach, may not go to the races as well, and provide a little bit of entertainment. So that's where the hill climb came into being, and we are going to go race. We're going to take about 60 cars, race counter course, you know, every one minute intervals, and have a car race from basically the start finish line. Reverse course, hard right at turn 11, up through the, the S, the, the rainy curve, and crest at the corkscrew. And as soon as you crest the corkscrew, we'll checker you because it starts to go downhill, and we don't want people going downhill you know, too fast there, back to the paddock. So it's going to be um, about two and a half hours of nonstop entertainment. We fully expect that uh, you know, people are going to be lining the fences and certainly up at the corkscrew to watch this this uh, spectacle and to see how it goes, but it, it's a fun, you know, a fun event. And, uh, you know, kind of the ending of the week, well, I, we're going to invite all the cars and coffee crowd from the San Jose and Fresno markets, come in, enjoy, have your cup of coffee, roam the paddock. We'll still have most of the cars on display there and uh, really just entertain and have fun. That sounds great. It, it does sound great. It's like a new course, right? And nobody has an advantage because they've, you know, done the the whole course the correct direction. Who knows how many times this is something new? So everybody's starting from from scratch and 
partly a horsepower war, I think, going up that corkscrew or not, you think? <laughs> it, it probably will be. Uh, you know, the, the, the track is, our runoffs are ideally suited for it, actually. Uh, we don't have to do much uh, configurations on, on safety barriers or anything of like that because of the runoffs in those sections. And uh, it, it's going to be enter- entertaining to see. We've had some very good reactions from people who's a, you know, who want to enter some cars. And uh, since we've just announced it, uh, we've had some, you know, quite a bit of activity, and and uh, we'll see what we'll see what it, you know, it could be the greatest thing, or it could be, okay, what are we going to do next year because this failed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picture photography and the the videographers, uh, you know, the cars coming up over the, the blind turn. I, that, that just sounds, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. We again, we we wanted to make it fun. And we're going to have food trucks. We're going to have music going on the party, and you know, in the paddock, and really create a relaxed atmosphere of just pure enjoyment about motorsports and automobiles. I forgot to mention, Barry, that uh, everybody has a title, uh, a title that they like or don't like, and some of us have. You don't know have a title anymore, and some titles are fairly pretentious, and some are great, and so that leads into your great title, which is Director of Heritage Events and Public Relations, which kind of leads us into the second topic, and that is you guys are celebrating, among other things, the um, centenary of Le Mans. Le Mans. I always kind of put the S in there for all the wrong reasons, but the uh, what triggered that thought was the announcement of the this poster that came out, beautiful poster, and it celebrates three different areas. So could you tell us about the poster? And uh, part B of that is automotive posters seem to be, have kind of gained a new uh, appreciation or value uh, with some of the, the gentlemen who puts on the automobilia show. And you see them all, I see them all the time. So that poster is going to, I'm assuming going to be a collector's item. And, and what do those posters mean to, to you guys there? It really is. It has to tell a story. Mm-hmm. It has to evoke a reaction, hopefully a good reaction, but it evokes a reaction. Uh, this year we had uh, Kelly Telfer, who's been our, our artist for a, a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the three cars that we selected to be on there represent, <laughs> represents different eras, uh, starting from the 1929 Bentley Speed 6, which is you know, old number one. Yes. It won Le Mans, won Le Mans in 1929 and 1930. Followed that up with the 1955 Jaguar D-Type that won Le Mans. And then uh, we needed to go American, and uh, we reached out to the Henry Ford, who has the, the um, you know, Ford GT40, the Mark IV, driven by Dan Gurney and A.J. Foyt. And that's going to be coming out. All three of those cars are going to be on display in the Le Mans Legends Heritage display. So we wanted to make sure that what is on the car or what's on the poster are also seen in the paddock. So we're very fortunate that these cars and plus probably about 50 additional cars that were either overall winners or first in class will be on this display, making it what, you know, arguably, arguably will be the largest collection of authentic, true Le Mans winning cars in one place ever in America. And that's, that is our featured celebration. I've been working closely with the ACO and the 24 Hours of Le Mans organizers, and they've been fantastic to work with and you know, very supportive of what we're doing here. In fact, they will be over in Monterey to support our efforts. And then on Sunday, some of the cars, I think there's eight cars 
that will go from the display to uh, Pebble Beach and have a special class over there as well. So it's really, you know, you know, kicking off the 24 hours is, you know, 100th anniversary will be the, the kickoff launch event of a year-long celebration. And that's quite an honor that, that we don't take lightly. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that is near and dear to many of our hearts and souls and, and to, motor, to motorsports' is, um, you know, ethos. And we also will have four run groups that span almost a century of racing at Le Mans, and they will be racing. So it's going to be quite the spectacle. We've never done anything quite to this caliber. Um, you know, we usually feature a, a featured Mark, you know, a Corvette, a Shelby, a Ferrari, Porsche, things like that. So this opened up new doors of really expanding our horizons. And it really kind of stemmed from an idea that uh, Bobby Aiken and I had, and then we went to Scott Atherton, and Scott loved it. Uh, he's the former IMSA president and good friends with Pierre Fion of the ACO. And and uh, thanks to Scott contacting him and then said, yep, put you, put you in touch. So that kind of got the whole ball rolling. Yes. That's amazing that you got uh, so many cars, and including those three cars even on the poster. Are they uh, public figures that own these cars? Are they more quiet in the background folks? or Some are museums and some are from... You know, just private collectors. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't usually use their names out of their respect for their privacy. They don't really sure. want you know people to know. The museums don't mind, but you know, we we respect the our entrance, and uh, you know, we have the the very first Porsche. One of our entrants has the very first Porsche ever to race at Le Mans, and it was a class winner. He's bringing that car for the display, and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum is going to be sending out the very last Ferrari to win overall honors. So it's going to be an eclectic collection, but it's going to be a journey through Le Mans history. The Indy 500, I think, probably is the most well-known event in the United States. And, of course, it's known internationally. But the 24-hour event, I'm guessing, supersedes that in international fame. Would that be a fair statement? Probably the most well-recognized um, motorsports event in the, in the world? I would certainly argue that point. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, all the different automakers that use it as a test bed for their electronics, for their mechanicals, engineering prowess, uh, use the 24 hours of Le Mans. Not so much in the early days, but certainly now when you look at Audi and Peugeot, Toyota, what they do with their, with their race cars now and how they transfer that technology into their street cars and other programs. Uh, it's a very important race. And Certainly on an international scale, I don't think anything uh, anything can touch it. I remember 20 years ago now, maybe 20-plus years ago, the Tour de France started in Le Mans, and um, I drove many hours to get there from, uh, from Charles de Gaulle Airport, and I had dinner at the cafe. With, well, basically, it's a cafe, but it's a museum, and I was just blown away. I knew very, I know very little, but I knew very much less then, and I spent several hours just walking around the cafe, you know, and it was just amazing what I, what I saw and learned in a few hours. It's, it's a great, it's a great cafe. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. You know, and, and one of the other things that we, you know, we, we were kind of slow in putting some things together, but we just also announced that, uh, you know, Mr. Lamar himself, nine time winner, uh, Tom Christensen will be our grand marshal. So he'll be over here and, 
and uh, you know, signing autographs. We'll be on the stage with hopefully, uh, you know, several other uh, notable Lamar figures. And I had a phone call this morning, as a matter of fact, with uh, the people who are going to bring Henry um, Pescarolo over. I think he's a four-time, four-time winner. My he's never goodness. been to Monterey. Well, that'll be something. Um, so he's, you know, he decided to, you know, this is the year to come over. And, and um, yes, we have some you know, notables. We have some dignitaries. And then a little bit of a fun thing that we did was our, our participant parking hill. It's you know, affectionately known as the Swale or Blue 2 Parking. Uh, in honor of a longtime friend of the track and just a, you know, a general, generally a great person, Phil Hill, so we uh, renamed our participant parking to Phil Hill. <laughs> it is a hillside. I love and it. And we're having you know commemorative uh, hang tags for their parking, and, and so we're, we're trying to have a little bit of fun. And uh, Alma Hill and Derek Hill were hugely supportive of it. And uh, so we just we're, we're trying to add new elements into the Rolex reunion to keep it continually on its uphill climb. And uh, part of that is making sure that each card that is accepted is authentic, period correct. It's not a replica. It's not a continuation or anything like that. That, uh, that you know, it's important that what you see on track or in the paddock is a true historic car. You mentioned uh, Mr. Christensen, and I believe he is one of two. You've had two announcements in recent times of uh, new roles or new positions or whatever it might be. So. That, those are two key things. So you've done another, uh, I forgot the other gentleman's name, but take us through those two announcements as well to distinguished people in motorsports. Uh, I'm trying to think of which ones those were. We've had a string of, of announcements. Um, it may have been Bill Warner. Yes. Yeah, Bill Warner is, um, we've, we've had in the previous years group stewards. Yes. Um, they're typically the racers in their group, uh, you know, kind of, being the eyes and ears of someone's trying to do something, you know, not copacetic or their driving behavior may be a little bit too erratic. That, yes. That's very important to us. That um, this year we, you know, Bill Warner, who founded Amelia Island Concour and sold it to Haggerty just this past year, uh, has been a longtime supporter of the races. He's been a participant himself. He has taken on the role of our chief steward and will be working with each of the group stewards. And their role is is really historic, you know, his historians of that era of group, of those cars, and to really make sure that that people understand the the vintage racing mindset is it's not anything to win. There are no prizes. There's no points. No championship trophies. If you win the race, we do do awards, but based on your driving behavior. Uh, you know, other criteria. So Bill has accepted that position, and, um, you know, we're, you know, just absolutely, fan- you know, think he's a fantastic uh, person for this role. He knows the history of these cars up and down, and, and uh, just an all-around great individual, and we're so fortunate to have his support. So yeah. it's not an honorary uh, position. It is an active position. He, he's going to have responsibilities Absolutely, and, yeah. if he, and if he if he misses one of our advisory council meetings, we we, we tend to uh, well since Bill's not here, he can do that. So yeah, you know that that, that makes sure that people do tune in on their our every two week calls. <laughs> gotcha. 
So these stewards, just so people know, these are, number one, they're very expensive cars. You don't want to bust up. And uh, you don't want to bust people up. So mm -hmm. it's uh, they don't want people too aggressively going into turns or what have you. And uh, just like you say, playing nice. Yeah, we do have the, we, you know, Steve Earle instituted this a long time ago, you know, early on in the Monterey Historic Races of the 13-13 rule. And if you do something that you are at fault for, that you damaged another car or your car or you did something unsafe, you, you're, you're, you sat down and you are not eligible for the next year. Uh, it's kind of a, you know, you need to, you know, take a little time out. And because, as you said, these are valuable cars and and there was a time that a lot of the vintage race organizations experienced this, is that, let's say, Barry Tepke owns a Ferrari 250 GTO, but I'll make a replica of it. I'll make a continuation, so it's an exact replica of my own car, and we'll race that. What happens is that mindset then changes a little bit, saying, well, my car is only worth you know, $200,000 versus you know, $30 million. Uh, you 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 you. you you be, you may become more aggressive. Yeah, I get it. And and it also the people who own the authentic cars don't want to race against something that uh, is not authentic. So that's you know we're we're going to have fewer cars in the paddock this year that have been accepted because we really have been honing in on authenticity as the paramount uh, factor and you know building up again from kind of the kind of from the ground up. Sort of gentleman racers. Now, do a lot of these guys who own these cars race them themselves, or do they have uh, people? Most of them do race themselves. And um, you know, there are a couple of individuals who no longer race, but they want to share their car with others. So they'll bring them out and um, sometimes put professional drivers in. And oddly enough, that's the biggest topic of, of a professional driver in a, in a vintage car. Uh, you know, Patrick Long is on our advisory council, and he's a fantastic, you know, he's a pro driver, obviously, but he's a very well-rounded vintage race car driver, too. And he'll sit down with the individuals and talk to them, saying, you know, this is not a race. This is about exhibiting, you know, ex exhibiting your car in the best possible manner at speed. Uh, we've had one gentleman of, a number of years back who didn't, he had a 9-17-30, didn't feel comfortable running hard. So there was the discussion with him of, okay, start at the back of the pack. That way you can still get some laps in. The fans can still see the car at speed and go as, fast, go as long as you would like. And then if you start to feel uncomfortable with cars coming around and starting to pass you, that, you, know, you pull in if you'd like. So he got seven laps out of the ten um, and, and you know, came in beaming as could be because he got to drive his car at speed that he was comfortable with. And um, and the fans love it because you don't get to see a Porsche 917 you know, every day. No, and, uh, no, but, that's but a he great... was able to. But but he was able to enjoy it. That's well, a that, good, that's good, good I've, example. I've never heard this. You know, drivers talk here, and this that, this all good. makes sense. It yes. makes perfect sense. Yeah. The the other gentleman uh, he mentioned earlier coming in the the four time winner. Um, I what are what will he do? Um, not that you know for sure, but. What will some of the uh, responsibilities that will he, he will have? Will he be an, an ambassador of the great event? Will he he'll have a meet and greet, I'm assuming? And, and uh, what else do you think he might be available uh, and have happen? Will he get in a car at all? Yeah, we, we, there's actually uh, two Pescarolos that are 
one's entered in the races and mm-hmm. one's in the Lama Legends display mm-hmm. uh, as an example of his of his efforts. Um, you know, timing during these events are so so tight that you know track time is is um, you know very very restricted. So we're not sure if we're going to be able to get him in the car, but we're mm-hmm. certainly going to have him on stage with uh, Tom Christensen and and hopefully you know invitations have been extended to several other very high-level people to be joining on stage, uh, participating in the autograph sessions, you know, private meet and greets, uh, media interviews, or little roundtables, and just be available to, to meet with the fans and to, you know, share stories. You know, Andre was, you know, there's some stories that I put into our program where he lost his wipers at Le Mans in the heavy rain and, and how he managed to get through that race. And, and mechanical failures and jumping out of the car and fixing it himself. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, these, these are all things that, that you don't hear of today. And uh, but, but in their racing era, that's what they did. Yes. I think uh, wearing my one of my other hats um, with uh, being a longtime freelancer for the Monterey Herald, I think that there's been some discussion of me perhaps being in one of those roundtables or having an interview, and that that's going to be something I'll talk with you about some other time. So hopefully that'll take place, and that would be a, a real treat for me to be able to talk to somebody with such a legacy like that. It would be great. Oh, that would be awesome, yes. Yeah, so, we have some, some other entrants who have expressed you know, desire to say, yep, I can do that. And, and um, you know, just keeping them private of not a free-for-all, but just one gentleman or one lady and, and maybe two or maybe three journalists of different eras or areas of of interest. Sure. And okay, you have you have thirty minutes. Um, you know, have your have your conversation. That would be and wonderful. These are, these are moments that you can't, uh, you know, that, that you know, come and go. And and um, yes, we want to provide those opportunities. Sure. Um, another area I would like to mention is, uh, of course, Monterey Auto Week is, and, and the other events leading up to that are just all encompassing. But one of the areas that I um, just rediscovered after such a long time are some of the other events that have been at Laguna Seca, the motorcycle championship, and then the, the IndyCar race. Um, I hope to be back for those. I was just educated and, and uh, kind of like an old guy um, seeing something for the first time. I just was uh, amazed by both of those events, and it reminded me of our friend uh, Colton Herta, who I've checked the results, and he has he's had a bit of, little bit of a bu- uh, rough year this year. So we'll see what happens. He won the event at uh, twice at, at Laguna Seca. If I'm serving, if my memory serves correctly, so I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing what he does this year. Yeah, he's going for the three peat. Yes, uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how that how that shapes up. That would be something. And, uh, yeah, that that's our that's the uh, IndyCar's season finale. Yes, here in Monterey, and we're looking forward to that. And this weekend we've got. Moto America, you know, the motorcycle championship racing coming in. And, and that's, you know, good friend Wayne Rainey, who uh, runs Moto America. Yes. Who just, who just returned from Goodwood's uh, Festival of Speed, where he, he did the hill climb. And, oh, did he? Uh, okay. A uh, very special moment to, to watch him get back on his Yamaha championship winning bike and ride up the, the hill climb. Yes. Um, it, again, I always t- tend to forget, but so much information is available uh, on the uh tracks website and um you can go through there and just i'm um, spend way too much time but it's all good time it's all time well spent but that's uh www um weathertechlagunaseca.com or am i did i miss did i mangle that uh, 
WeatherTech Raceway. WeatherTechRaceway.com. Thank well, you. Well, it's got a campground there, too. You also, yeah. If you, you also type, just type in Laguna Seca. Yeah, our campgrounds are um, um, John Rigi, who came in as the new uh, management company. Yes. He, uh, that's one of the things that he felt near and dear is the campgrounds were somewhat neglected. So a big effort has been put into cleaning them up. And, uh, you know, 4th of July weekend, we had a nearly packed house. And it's it's good to see. It's affordable. It's right, you know, 10 minutes away from Cannery Row. And it's a really a nice place to come visit, relax. We've got deer running around and, and uh, you yeah, know, and plus little, whoever's on track, you get to see what's on track, too. Every time I come in off of uh, General Jim Moore Drive there, I just reminisce about all the wonderful different events I've seen there. Most of it motorsports and a lot of it, a few times cycling events and some other events that I've been to or interviewed you know, one time Mario was there, and a few of us got to talk with uh, Mario Andretti, and that was a, a good career experience. So every time I come in that back road, it just takes me through. There's so a lot many, of history there. A lot of history, even, you yeah. know, not just for me, but for anybody who's inter- even mildly interested in in motorsports or when the Tour of California was on, um, the the event went there two or three times. And so it's, it, it's, a, it's a raceway and recreation area that just has so many things going on almost year-round, I guess. And what's really nice also is, you know, our paddock is wide open. So when you buy a general admission ticket, you can come in and you basically have unrestricted access. Yes. Uh, you know, speaking of Mario Andretti, of, you know, during the IndyCar race last year, you know, he's just walking through the paddock, people coming up and, you know, hey, can I get you my picture with you? And he's, he's, you know, a lovely man and said absolutely, signed autographs. You know, Bobby Rahal, the same thing. Of, uh, They're all accessible and you know, they 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 know that the sport has done well for them, and they love to give back as well. They're not going to go to any new sporting league, are they? For <laughs> 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 no, the money, are you referencing golf now? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, I just it just came to mind. I mean, those guys, you know, uh, are great, and I can't imagine that they would be res- anything but respectful for all the different. Um, areas of driving that they've done uh i'm just 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 came to mind at all the controversy but um no they they know um where their history is that's for sure yeah Um, you know that's what that's what makes you know motorsports so special it's you know i love the racing and the cars but it's the people that make the sport happen is um you know they're just a special breed some call us crazy and nutty but um hey there's worse things. Yeah, I, I one time many many years ago, uh, I went down there to talk to Bobby Rahal, and and you know I was really young, and I didn't I knew who he was, um, but we were going to talk about golf and and not his um, racing career, and he he just said golf, sure, come on in, and he invited me into his motorhome, and and they they had somebody there help. He said, let's get this young man a sandwich and a coke, you know. So he was just so <laughs> delightful, as you said. Um, lovely uh, for for Bobby uh, for Mario Andretti. So Bobby Rahal, I mean, he doesn't remember it, but I do. It was just great to have this this iconic uh, person, athlete, um, invite you into his motorhome and spend an hour with a complete stranger. It was great. Yeah, that that, that sounds very special. That yeah. sounds like Bobby. It sounds like Bobby, doesn't it? Well, uh, in in quick, um, let's go through some dates uh, just so uh, our listeners know. Uh, and the next three or four events, I mean, it happens really quick. So what are the what are the dates of these great events we've been talking about? Well, we start with July 8th through 10 with the Geico Motorcycle Moto America 
Superbike Speed Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's one thing about motorsports. We, we love sponsors and titles. Yes. Um, the, and then the very next weekend, July 15 through 17, we have the Vintage Motorcycles, the Arma Classic MotoFest. Mm-hmm. And they have sidecars. They're going to have off-road, flat track. So there's a number of new things coming up. And then August 13 through 14, we kick into gear with the Monterey pre-reunion of two days of racing. And then August 17 through 20 is the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion. Wow. And uh, you know, the Monterey Car Week is, is in full gear. We kick it off on August 12th, Friday, where we take 25 to 30 race cars under CHP Escort downtown, and we block off a couple blocks and you know, bring the show to the community. Yes. It's completely free, and the, you know, the participants love doing it. And then we um, go September 9 through 11, uh, the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey, the season finale of IndyCar. And then we wrap it up with the Velocity Invitational, October 14 through 16. So I saw we've that. had a very busy what, year. What's the Velocity? I didn't understand. Is that drifting or something? Uh, velocity is a vintage car race as well. Oh, okay. uh, a small event, but a very upscale and uh, you know great wines and food and things of that sort. It's um, oh, okay. It's, uh, this will be their second year here in uh, Monterey, and then hopefully, if all goes well, we'll be closing the doors to the track around November, where we anticipate doing the start finish bridge and maybe repaving, depending on how the bids come in. Obviously, with the Cost of uh, petroleum has gone sky high. Um, not sure what those bids will be coming in at, but that's the plan. Great. Wow. Hey, Barry, thanks. Uh, number one, thanks for being available at late notice for an afternoon podcast for us. We're usually a morning podcast, but um, it's always appreciated that you take the time to, to fill us in on you know so much going on down there. So we want to thank you and want to encourage people to take in an event at uh, the WeatherTech uh, Laguna Seca Raceway. There's, I mean, even if you're, if you're a super fan, you probably know all these events. But if you're kind of even marginally interested in it, take an event. It's 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 just uh, all encompassing uh, for a, for a good getaway weekend. So it's a nice setting. It's a nice setting, uh, as we all know. So thanks, Barry, very much. And uh, uh, on a personal note, uh, at least two times in the upcoming months, I hope to shake hands again and and report on a couple of events and see how it goes but i i really would like to be there again so hope to see oh, you then the, the, the door the door is always open for you okay thank you very much for the opportunity and always a pleasure to talk to you guys thanks hey, barry thank you. cheers bye-bye now